Can I help you, love? Hi. Yeah, I was looking uh, looking for a new uh, comic to try. You want to read a comic book? Uh, yes. Yeah, what sort of content are you looking for? Like superheroes, action? Well, you know, uh, in- anything that, you know, um, broaches on, uh, you know, things I've played. Yeah. Uh, things I've listened to. Right. Uh, th- things that I put in my eyes, right? Yeah. Um, you know, preferably something with some queer trans ladies, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe maybe some skits, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some, Just sort of some sort fun, of... maybe a little bit of surreal humour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we've got lumberjanes. <laughs> <laughs> got ya. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. That podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a giggle and a catch-up and talk about what we have consumed media-wise in the week while doing silly voices and skits and the such. Yeah, how are you doing? Sleepy. Yeah, I saw, I saw you have a caffeinated, you know, a tinned carbonated caffeinated beverage today. At which... a time when I wasn't going out after having worked all day. I know, it wasn't, you know, I'm going to be up very late tonight. This was a, oh, I need to get through quips, I need some ca- which is very unlike you. It's very, very unlike me. Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad that you're awake enough to quips. <laughs> I got to like five o'clock and I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> I know we've got caffeine beverages in the fridge and have done for about the last nine months. Yeah. Give you some idea how rarely we drink them. Yeah, well, they've been saved there for, like, the next time we go for a night out that we might be out all night, and then those stopped being a thing. Mm. Like, probably not nine months, probably five months. Maybe. Like, I imagine probably a month or two before all of this went down, we probably went out. I feel like we went out in December, maybe. I feel like we went out maybe around the new year. We must have gone out at least once in in 2020, I would have thought. I can't remember anymore. I mean, this year's a weird phantasmal blur. I don't remember anything anymore. Mm. You know what I do remember? What do you remember? Things I've played. Tell us about the things Things, you've played. Things I've played this week. Uh, Let's start with a nice thing I've played this week. (laughs) I have have been playing uh, Paper Mario, the Origami King. It looks adorable. Yeah, it's a new Paper Mario game on the Switch. Uh, Came out, like, uh, last week. So, a lot of people online have been hating on it, because there is one Paper Mario game that everyone seems to love, and that's Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. It came out uh, on the GameCube... It was a traditional RPG with your leveling system, uh, extra party members that come join you that have special abilities. A big part of why people love it is it went weirdly dark in places with it, with its narrative. Like, the, there's a side quest where it's implied you help dispose of a of a dead body. Cool. Um, like, it's it's fucking weird. I don't know how they got away with this Mario game existing. It's paper. It's all okay if it's paper. Yeah, yeah. So, um. Yeah, a lot of people have been hating on on the Origami King because it's less of a traditional RPG, and I've I've been really enjoying. I thought all the Paper Mario games were less of a traditional well, RPG. Uh, a Thousand Year Door, for example, is very much do your do your level grinding to get experience points to level up to beat the thing. Like it's 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 an RPG. Um, I think I played one on the DS. I don't remember. Uh, that was what Color Splash, Sticker Star. There were a couple been of Sticker Star. Yeah, Sticker Star is so. Basically, there's two that people don't like, which are the 3DS ones, uh, Sticker Star and Color Splash. 
And both of them, instead of RPG elements, were like, have some stickers that do things, and people didn't like them. Surely that's just the same as, like, Slate Aspire or something? Yeah, I mean, that I would say that as well, but that's a whole other debate. Um, So, yeah, a lot of people haven't been liking, uh, or didn't like the idea of uh, uh, the Origami King, because it doesn't have traditional battles and a traditional levelling system. Mm-hmm. Um. I think if you go in with the right expectation, it's a fantastic game, but you have to go in going, this isn't going to be an RPG battle system where it's like, pick from my list of attacks on the menu, um, lots of different attacks to pick from. It's more of a puzzle combat game, um, in the vein of something like a... It almost feels comparable in places to something like Legend of Bumbo or Pixel Quest, uh, uh, Puzzle Quest. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got this circular arena, and each time you enter a uh, battle with an enemy, you were at the centre... And you've got two main types of attack. Um, Jumping attacks, if timed properly, will hit everything in a row. Mm -hmm. Uh, And hammer attacks will hit a two-by-two grid in a direction. Um, And you have, like, 30 seconds at the start of a battle to, uh, with a certain number of movements, try and line up enemies so that they fit into two-by-two grids or straight lines. Okay. Um, And if you can successfully get it so that all the enemies on the field are in one of those positions you get a 1.5 times bonus on your attack damage. Uh, If not, you can still attack them, but they're going to be more spread out. You're probably not going to be able to attack them all with the number of moves you've got. It's basically do a puzzle thing involving moving things on different axes in order to give yourself the best chance possible of of doing damage in combat. Mm -hmm. Um, And from then... Every time that you are attacked or do an attack, if you hit the A button in time with your attack or the attack that's coming at you, you'll deal extra damage or take less damage. Okay. Um, so it's a fairly active uh, combat system. Mm-hmm. Um, you earn money through combat. So rather than leveling up traditionally, you buy upgrades to your character, which you stick onto them like badges. You're like, okay, okay I'll spend a bunch of the money I earned in combat to, I don't know, buy a thing that gives me... Uh, 20 extra seconds each combat to to do the puzzle section, or that gives me extra attack power, things like that. Mm. Um, I've been really, really enjoying this game. Um, it is charming as hell, as the Paper Mario games always tend to be. Um, you have a dedicated confetti-throwing button at I mean, all that's times. that's the important thing that we is, know more about. Yeah, you have a button that just lets you throw confetti up in the air. You can unlock different skins for your confetti, so instead it's like, I'm throwing cherry blossom petals, I'm, you know, I'm throwing oh, glitter. Like, how do you want a skin that just throw colourful stuff up in the air? It's great. Um... Mm. Yeah, I, I've I've been really enjoying the writing in this game. Um, it's it's very charmingly written. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I I've seen a lot of people going, oh, it's not as you know, uh, ad- like mature as the thousand year. Do-. That fuck off! You've clearly not gotten very far into it. Um, like, skip ahead thirty seconds if you don't want to know anything about this game. There was a moment today in this game where a bomb who had been for several hours part of my party traveling with me literally killed himself in order to as he's a bob on he to blow himself up to rescue another character like that's a whole last thing that happened in this game he's just like i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna do it i'm 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 gonna go out in a blaze of glory and save the day wow yeah this game this game doesn't fuck around yeah. um i've been enjoying uh, <clears throat> i i've been enjoying everything about this game it's it's not what I expected mm-hmm. the game to be. Um, 
largely the moment-to-moment loop of this game is run around very nice-looking environments, filling in holes by throwing confetti at them, which I find just endlessly amusing. Mm. Uh, there are toads hidden absolutely fucking everywhere around environments. Uh, that They're sort of like the, um, the Koroks in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. If they were like... A bit less hidden. Okay. Slightly less. But they're like, they're fucking everywhere and it's like, something about this doesn't look quite correct. I'm going to interact with it. Ah, there's a toad. Um, and you're collecting toad poop or? <laughs> no, no. Um, basically, the more of them you rescue, when you're in battle, uh, they'll cheer you on. They're your crowd. You get bonuses. You can throw money to them to get bonuses. And the more of them you've found, the better the bonuses for the l- lower amounts of money. Okay. Um, so you're sort of incentivized to explore every every edge of these environments which is nice um but yeah it's just a really charming nice little game about everyone's made of paper you got got go on a big adventure there's all these sort of paper streamers tied around and you gotta you gotta break those so you can get the castle back luigi is running around endlessly not sure what he's doing but every time you run into him he's like i'm helping it's like yeah of course, yes you're helping luigi it's fine <laughs> Um, you can have headpads. I have a I have a car that is a shoe right now, and I'm driving around a desert in a shoe car. Sure, that's yeah. Fair. I mean, Mario has driven shoes before. Yeah, he's like hopped around in shoes before. He, it's this is exactly what I needed to be playing after having put myself through Deadly Premonition two last after? week. Well, we'll get to that. But um, it was the perfect palate cleanser of just this is just a colourful, nice, happy game with. A fun puzzle combat mechanic, and it's just, it's a very pretty game. There you go. That's, yeah. That's, that's the new box quote. Paper Mario, the Origami King. It's, it's a very pretty game. The, the, the sorbet after a mouthful of transphobic shit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go, that's the box quote right there. Um, I'm sure Nintendo will be very happy. Yeah, I... I I I'm loving this game. Yeah. I, it, it, I've tried not to, like... I've not tried to write like proper critique critique stuff of it because I'm like, you know what, this one's for me. I'm not gonna rush to finish it for work. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm gonna finish it in my own time, and everything's gonna be fine. Yay! This one's for me. Yay! What about you? What have you been playing? I've only really played one thing this week. Yeah. I played three hours of Forager. I yeah. am not entirely sure why. Uh, no. No. Because I know you would hated of... it the first time I played yeah. it. Yeah. Do you hate it any less this time? No, but I can hate it quicker. Because <laughs> I, I know how to get the things that make the thing much quicker. Okay. I keep getting pop-ups going, we've updated it. We've updated it. We've updated it some more. We've added some new things. We've, we've made it more stuff. We've rebalanced it. Mm. I think I just wanted to kill time while watching Star Trek. That's fair. Um, and it, it does that in the style of an old Newgrounds game. Yeah. Uh, and that was about it. It's um for anyone who doesn't know, you are a little tiny plain white character. Uh your your art style for the character is adorable. I I gave myself bunny ears. I know it is so cute. I got bunny ears and a little fancy backpack. <laughs> um yeah, and basically your mission is get thing, upgrade thing, mine thing, craft thing, go and explore a few dungeons. It's one of th- th- those games. It feels like it wants to be a mobile phone game with tons of microtransactions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's basically an idle game. Yeah. Eventually. 
Okay. Um, and apparently they're like, that was what it was based on, so I got the vibe correct. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... It's just tedious. I think when I played it previously, like, the buying extra land to sort of unlock more space was a bit quicker. Which yeah. meant that you could get further through the game without having quite as much experience. Okay. So, you, you'd, like, have tons of stuff unlocked, tons of places to go, but not really a lot to do there. Yeah. But, yeah, um... I, obviously, I, I know better about how to organise things with the unlocking system. So basically, every time you level up, you get a chance to pick something out of the, the uh, sort of experience block. Yeah. Uh, you can't see what's ahead. You can just see the, the things you've picked and the things directly next to them. Yeah. So if you don't know where a thing is, like, yeah. say, the vault, because yeah. you will end up with a pocket full of crap and the game constantly going, your inventory is full. Okay, so what do I do about that? Your inventory is full. And the first time I played through, I I got like six hours into the game going, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. All because like one particular extension on the um, thing didn't really appeal to me. Yeah. The thing after that was really useful. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, if I'd unlocked this earlier, I wouldn't be having the trouble I've been having yeah. in the last few hours. So as I say, I, c I, c I can hate it quicker now. Okay. Greater efficiency. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, guys. <laughs> it's not great. Uh, can I tell you about a game I've been hating with quicker efficiency this week? I wonder what that might be. Yeah, so I've been playing Deadly Premonition 2 again. Um, so, you know how the other week I played through that game in three days because there's transphobia in it and I have to have opinions on it? Yep. Um... So, like, the day before my video about Deadly Premonition 2 went up, uh, Sweary put out a thing going like, Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna update the game and we're gonna remove the transphobia and sorry about that and it's, it's all gonna be better. And, like, four or five days later the game has been patched and I'm like... It was not better. I'm like, that's not long enough to hire consultants, go through it from scratch, like, get a proper inventory of what needs doing and make all the, like, quite substantial changes that that game needs made to it um so i've not finished going back through it but i can i'm pretty confident i can summarize the state of this patch um it removes the most egregious example of transphobia if we're talking about single sentences of dialogue mm -hmm. um the sentence where york actively as a gotcha like dead names the trans character that sentence no longer exists. It's been very awkwardly cut out in that there's like 15 seconds of York just staring and not saying anything. And then there's a hard cut and then it's the next line. Like they've they very hastily chopped that line of dialogue out so it no longer occurs. Um, but that creates a whole new issue of its own because um, in the scenes that follow, Lena, this trans woman... Uh, mentions her own dev name several times, and in the original version of the game, that very much felt like it was in direct response to, like, okay, if you're gonna throw my dev name around, fine, let's address that. It felt in response to being aggressively dev named. Yeah. Um, whereas now, without, like, they've cut that one line of York's dialogue out and changed nothing else, which means that now it just seems like Lena is bringing up her dev name completely unprompted routinely sure and that's that 
that doesn't feel like a thing that a trans woman who has just finished talking about how relentlessly, you know, um, harassed and um, discriminated against she was would do. Like, I know for myself, I don't remember the last time I told someone my dead name because it's no one's fucking business. And I definitely wouldn't tell it, you know, to a stranger who just rocked into town and was, in, you know, investigating me for murder. Probably wouldn't come up. No, not really. Yeah. Also, they've not in any way changed the the line uh, where where York is just like, hey, they never tried to burn you at the stake or murder you, so, like, your, your transphobia you experienced really wasn't that bad. Like, completely downplays it because it wasn't a... She didn't undergo a literal murder attempt, so what are you complaining Some about? Some people have it worse than you. What have you got to complain about? Yeah. If, if, if you've not been literally murdered, then nothing that's ever happened to you is a hate crime. Absolutely. Um, As I understand it, that's how it works. Yeah. Sarcasm. Yeah. So, beyond that, um, there's, a, there's a lot of other characters still dead-naming Lena. You can write a lot of those off as that character is, you know, uh, transphobic. The main thing I was interested in is York and the other investigator, um, Aaliyah, in the in the 2019 section. So I was like, are they going to change all of the all of the dead naming and misgendering that happens when referencing the past? Like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about Lena, but before transition, so I'm going to dead name and misgender. And the simple answer is no. They've not, like, they've not changed any of that. Um... Right at the start of chapter three, there is an example of Aaliyah just starting the sentence by mentioning Lena by name, and then ending the sentence by referring to her as someone's brother. Like, in the same sentence, I'm like, okay, you've really not made any effort at all. Um, The murder investigation board still discusses, like, hey... That's so and so's brother or so and so's son. Who was who was that? And making you put Lena and brother or son next to each other. Um, York has still put up on the murder investigation board. Um, eldest son leading to Lena. Like so many very basic things that like. Here's the thing. I as I've said before. There's a lot of shit in this game that you cannot fundamentally change and fix. But at the very least, I would have expected. Hey. Change the dead naming and misgendering. The, where it appears in text, change it. And they have not done that basicness. Um, also, still, cis man still playing the trans woman, and, you know... They did a bad job. But yeah. you know what? The trolls are going to be like, he changed it for you, what mod you want? Uh, and I mean, also, I kind of want to note that in his... Um, his his announcement that, that the of this patch... First of all, he very proudly says that he has fixed the problem, and he he seems to imply that there are no other patches to the trans content planned. Like, this is the one. He fixed it. That's it. All done. Um, I have fixed transphobia. Yeah, there's going to be many, many, many upcoming patches to the frame rate, but this is the one patch for the trans stuff. Uh, he also like goes on this side rant about, like, I only changed the things that I wanted to change, and I did not change anything else. I only changed the things that I was happy to change. Is that to silence the people who'll be like, "Ah, oh, you were forced to change it by it, the, the yeah"? I don't the know. trans cabal. I can't tell if that's to stop the people saying I changed this because I was forced, or if that is well, I was told to change other things, but I didn't want to. 
Because, like, there is definitely a reading on that that could be, yeah. look, consultants told me to change things, but I only changed what I wanted to change. Yeah, I guess you could read it that way. That's... Yeah. I've seen both readings made today, and I think both yeah. are equally plausible. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm going to continue plodding through it. To, like, I want to see what they've done with that that notorious line of dialogue toward the end where it's like, she, wait, no, he... Like, where they correct, stop to correct themselves mid-sentence into misgendering. I want to see if they've done anything about that. Um, but, yeah. Any any hope that I had of, like, oh, well, it's okay. He is fixing it. You know, that's something. My hope in that regard has kind of gone down the toilet. What about you? You played anything else this week? Nope, that's it. Um, I mean, I started playing Ghost of Tsushima, which is the, the fancy samurai game on, on the PS4. Didn't get to play as much of it as I would have liked because I was going to try and play some of it today before quips. But then Deadly Premonition required my attention. Um, It's a very pretty samurai game where you hit stuff with a sword. Um, So far, my only real takeaway is it's very pretty. Um, And they have a mode that is labelled as Kurosawa mode after the, um, the, the samurai film director. What it really is is black and white mode but we, oh, okay. we contacted the Kurosawa estate and we they were allowed they, to we were someone. allowed to put his name on it and that that makes us sound more important Does right i mean apart from you there are only six other samurai <laughs> um i mean i probably have more informed thoughts on this game next week as the same with ooblets both of them i wanted to check out properly today but that was not on the cards no well, Too much going on, not enough time. Next week I'll talk about Ghost of Tsushima, probably. Hopefully we can stop talking about Deadly Premonition. <sighs> that's the hope. One can hope. One can hope. Oh, uh, I think that's everything we've played this week, then. Well, then. Time for this. You, uh, interested in a bit of knowledge, are you? Uh, um, well, I mean, I, I did enjoy learning a little bit of something, but yeah, I... Yeah, I saw you'd uh, enjoyed uh, just a little course there on, on a bit of art. Well, yeah, I was only really planning on the one the one course. I just wanted to learn a little bit of art stuff. Yeah, I noticed you learning about line work and stuff. Did you consider, you know, some colour theory? Well, I mean, I have been wondering about that, but I, I, I really can't afford to right Got now. Got a course on colour theory. Got a sale on. Oh, mm, how how much was it and how much is it now? This course, usually 126 quids. Yeah. This week only, 12.99. You say this week only. Are you sure it won't be on sale again in like three weeks? Not for this price. Maybe 13 quid. But right now, 12 quid. Oh, I mean, I... I... I really shouldn't. No, no. Okay. I mean, no, yeah, I don't want. I don't want to push it too hard on you. But how about this? About uh, form and structure, or maybe an anatomy oh. course. Got a nice oh. anatomy course for you. Oh, I mean, I. Mm, you got so many things I want to learn. Yeah. How about uh, turning your uh, hobby of artwork into, you know, to how to complete a Caltech sketchbook? Oh. Yeah, imagine it. You could get like on one of those Cartoon Networks or something. Oh no. Oh, this is a little bit of knowledge. Oh, fine. I'll take. I'll take one. Oh yeah. I'll stop after that. I swear. Yeah, you will. Of course you will. Good girl. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our brand new quarantine game show. It's Do I Need Trousers? <laughs> uh, welcome to our first contestant. 
Introduce ourselves. Who have we got here today? Hello, my name's Brian. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, so, you know the premise of the game. You've gotten very used to not getting dressed during lockdown, you know, you've been at home for a while. Yes. Clothes are optional at this point. Absolutely. Now, let's put that to the test. What right. So, we're going to give you a variety of situations that you might come across in your day-to-day life right now. Yeah. And all you have to do is answer, do you need to wear trousers? Do I? I don't know, we're going to find out. Oh? Okay, first of all, you've got a Zoom meeting with everyone from the office. No, I probably don't need trousers for that. Uh, you are going to be on webcam. Well, you know, I'll, I'll just make sure I'm wearing a shirt and tie. The answer is... Ding, ding, ding! You are correct, as long as you shoot yourself from the waist up, and don't forget that you're not wearing trousers and try and make yourself a cup of tea, you're set. Next up, we've got... Doing the washing up kind of near your window. I mean, probably not. I mean, people shouldn't be looking in my house anyway. Ding, ding, ding! Correct again! If people see you without your trousers on, that's not your fault. No, they shouldn't be looking in my house. Exactly. It's my house. It is indeed your house. Next up, we've got nipping outside for like two seconds to grab a parcel on the front step. I mean, it's like two seconds. It doesn't matter, right? You know, do a quick peek out through the little spy hole, you know, make sure there's there's no one around and just, just quickly nip out to the step. Ding, ding, ding! And correct again, you are on a roll! Right, we have one final uh, question for you. Uh, I'm feeling ready. Oh, oh. Do you need to wear trousers when playing this game show? No. I mean... I mean, as long as I don't step out from behind the podium. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding! Once again, we have a winner! Now, I will ask you to stay behind your podium and we will bring the prizes to you. Someone give me a sit-on. So. <sighs> what have you put in your eyes? Oh, uh, well, we've continued to watch Star Trek. We have. It's oh. got way better in the second season, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. Much more even. <laughs> Generally so. M- much more consistent. Yes. You know, there's still a couple of episodes I look at and go, mm, that's a bit awkward. Um, Yes, the, the ship of people who convinced... um. Geordie to come and repair their ship the other night Yes, was another of those like oh, this is aged poorly um, but like generally it's it's stepped up a notch nicely yeah I think yeah, uh, yeah I mean it's, it feels more consistent we're doing less origin story stuff for people yeah. we're getting some returning characters yes well I think I think since last week we watched the end of season one beginning of season two the uh, Q Borg episode mm. I think oh, no, that was like middle of season two. Okay, well, either way, we've definitely seen that since last week. That's a new one we can talk about. It, it was brilliant because yes. you were sitting there going, "Oh, bashed out into the far side of the galaxy, eh? Um, can't be long until we meet the Borg now, hun. How long is it until we meet the Borg?" And I'm just sitting there like, "Yeah, I was. Oh, you know, any time now. I imagine I was sat there like, this has serious the Borg are about to show up energy. <laughs> I could feel the Borg approaching." <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it was an episode where Q showed up and basically was like, hey, you're not fucking ready for the Borg. We're ready for the Borg. Yeah, I'm going to throw you over to one Borg ship. We're not ready for the Borg. Just, just, just say that that I'm right and I'll take you back. Fine. Okay. Also, Guinan and uh, and Q. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, there's some history there. Indeed. Uh, Also... Guinan as a character, um, Whoopi Goldberg is fantastic. 
Wonderful in that role. Great. She does very well in that role. Yeah. Uh, I very much enjoyed... What was the other one I enjoyed the other day? Um, oh, yes. The um, the court case over Data and Many his... Yes. His, his, his ability to say, no, I don't want to be disassembled and made into a bunch of clo- clones of myself, maybe, if it goes well. I would like the right to stay on this ship and to refuse this operation. Yep. And initially they were like, fuck you, no, your property. Yeah. Uh, having to watch Riker argue against Data's humanity was quite a thing. Yeah. Um, it, it was a very interestingly put together episode. It really was. I mean, it's, uh, it says a lot about sort of the nature of what makes a person. Yeah. Every Star Trek season, though, we, watching DS9 and Voyager and TNG, every one of them has had, oh, is that, is, does that count as a person? That That is a routine thing that this era of Star Treks do. When, when you're encountering a species unlike anything you've encountered before, whether they be tiny pinpoints of light in a mine or yeah, uh, it, some kind of weird space rock thing. Well, I mean... It feels very odd that they have such a narrow definition of what constitutes life. It's all carbon-based, isn't it? But like, we had this, and then we had the the, we there's the Doctor in Voyager, and I'm sure DS9 had had a do you deserve rights as well analog. I can't remember now, but I feel like they've they've solved it at this point. Can you have a rational conversation with it, and can it be creative and? have a personality and life of its own it's a it's it, it, it lives it lives it lives <laughs> what about you what you been watching uh you would be surprised to hear that i'm still knuckles deep in learning about music production <laughs> yeah yeah lots and lots of music production a lot, lot, lot of stuff about music production i've listened to lots of uh, in the mix stuff uh, which is mostly um FL Studio tutorials on YouTube, like how to do this little thing, how to do that little thing, mostly with stock plug-in stuff, which is always nice. Yeah. It's like, hey, I spent enough on the fucking product as it is. (laughs) I went the extra mile to get these extra bits as well. And I'm still feeling like, there's some stuff I need to get on top of this. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I've done a lot of that. I did some seamless tutorials today, (laughs) because... I've been trying to learn sound design more. I've got yeah. a lot of theory stuff down, and I would like to spend less time going through synths going, I don't know what half of these twiddly knobs do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've been having lots of twiddly knob tutorials. Yeah, lots of learning how to twiddly knob. How to twiddly knob? Why twiddly knob? Oh, why, why, why are you twiddly knob? Depends on the twiddly knob. The more the more that we say twi- twiddly knob, the more it sounds like twiddle your knob in my head, and that's very funny to me. Oh, I, I keep thinking of um, the tweenies. <laughs> Was it tween- No, um, the hoops. Yes, yes. We're off to see the twiddly knobs. <laughs> <laughs> no. Twiddly knobs. No. You twist them. No. Twiddle the knobs. <laughs> Pull some levers. Sh- sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I I think one of my favourite things I picked up today was reverse engineer a synth. Ooh. So find a synth you like the sound of. Yeah. Take a, take a photograph of it and then reset to defaults and just go, listen to every single bit of it as you twist all the knobs into the position in your reference picture and you will start to understand why that thing is how it is and what that yeah. does. Okay. What was that? Uh, that's yeah. quite interesting. 
That's what awesome. have you watched anything else? Uh, we watched through all of the Trans Pride Brighton live stream at we the did. weekend. Uh, this year, Trans Pride was a online streamed only uh, event, and there's lots of music and lots of poetry mm-hmm. and lots of fascinating things. And we 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 had a nice drink and watched some some trans people do expressing themselves. We did traditionally what we do at Trans Pride. We we drank some cider in a warm room. Yeah. Well. Usually yeah. it's a warm pub. There, sure. there was there was sunshine visible out the window. Exactly. And uh, we had a couple of ciders and we're like, oh heck, that's some trans people making some art on over there. Yeah, there was a very cute blue head cutie on there about yeah, fourth on. That's me. Oh, yeah. I I was very happy with how that went over. It seems to have gone over well. Oh, it was nice to hear some positive stories. Yeah, it was. I, I think I did okay with my seven minutes and eleven seconds. <gasps> I know I ran eleven seconds over. Eleven seconds over. How dare I? Goodness. Uh, what about you? You watched anything else? Um, uh, I did an, another Udemy course. Yeah. Yeah, I did um all three parts of the drum programming masterclass. Ooh. I, I learned how to program drums because I don't really know much about drum patterns. I know how to beatbox them. Yeah. But I, I sometimes struggle going, which is that supposed to be a snare or a yeah. kick? That that, that, that sound I'm making, what drum makes that sound? Which one is that? Are they, is, is that a hat? And is that two different hats? Or is it the same hat with different velocities on it? Ah, yes. Because <laughs> velocity is very important. It very much is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's another one of my uh, Jason Allen courses on Udemy. Uh, it was really good. I look forward to putting it more into practice. Although I have recently found out that one my one of my um, drum packs on FL Studio just has like a bunch of pre-designed Ooh. things for various musical genres. Ah. So you can put whatever drums in you like and it will go, okay, I'm supposed to make these sounds in this <laughs> order, but you have picked what sounds I make. Cool. Nice. So I can make drum and bass with chiptune drums now. Ooh. Oh, heck. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I've watched this week <gasps> is I watched the Nintendo Direct Mini that happened. Uh, mm, it's very small. It was like eight minutes long. Um, Cadence of Hyrule is getting some DLC. Um, there's character DLC. Eh. There's music DLC. I mean, I like the music in that game. Uh, the main thing that was interesting is there's a story DLC coming where you play a Skull Kid and there's an entirely new map. And I'm oh, like... Heck. Yeah, I'll probably play that. I heard they're also doing a physical release with Cadence and uh, um, Crypt of the Necrodancer and the expansion pack. Uh, I hadn't heard Crypt of the Necrodancer was in there, but I I, I know that um, that Cadence and all the DLC are both on the physical one. Nice. Um, yeah, that I I will probably play that DLC. There's some WWE chibi game that I do not what? care at all about. Uh, and then at the end they were like, ah, time for our last announcement, and Atlas came on the screen. Everyone's like, is it time for Shin Megami Tensei Five, the thing that they've been promising for years? Ah, oh, it's a remake of of three. Ah, oh, actually, their last thing was two things. There, here's a trailer for five, the thing that everyone was excited about. Um, Shin Megami Tensei is, you know, Persona. Yes. Um, Persona is a spin-off of Shin Megami Tensei. Right. Um, it is Persona's like older brother that never got out of its emo phase. Right. It's the slightly angsty, obsessed with being a little bit dark and edgy <laughs> version of Persona. Wait, but it, oh, it's... it's still basically teens using summonable demons to fight other demons while fighting, like, travelling to another world and also living their own lives. It's basically, it's, it's less colourful Persona. Also, isn't Persona fairly 
like that on its own. Fairly edgy on its own. I mean, it's kind of edgy, but it at least, like, tries to put, like, oh, we're going to sit and study for our school exams and be nice friends and have some coffee in the coffee shop. Whereas Shin Megami Tensei's just like, everything is terrible and the world is ending and everything's going to hell. Oh, it's so terrible. So terrible, I have to fight demons. It's, it's, It's considerably more existential in tone. Okay. It's and a lot, a lot less visually colourful. Ah. Okay. Um, but that that's coming at some point next year, and I will probably play it because RPG on Switch. Um, you watched anything else this week? No, I'm pretty sure that's it. I'll watch more interesting things soon. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well right then. Study. Well then. Time for this. Larry, got your sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you like things? I d- some things. Would you like those things to be flatter? I mean, it depends what the things are. Do you know paper, plastic things, sheet metal? I mean, I don't frequently need them to be thinner. No, no, no. This week's sponsor is Industrial Pneumatic Presses. Oh. For, like, companies that need to industrial press a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know, like, sheet metal shaping, or that person on YouTube that, like, just squishes things. I mean, I've never shown an interest in owning a business that industrially presses things. No, uh, and can I be honest, I think this might be my fault. Yeah? Well, yeah. What did you do? I turned off all the targeted ad settings, because I was like, I don't want to share all my information with these randos. Oh, and now... Now, now I'm getting, like, the dregs of AdSense. Okay, well, if any of our listeners happen to be people who own factories that could do with an industrial press... I mean, that's why I mentioned it, because I was like, you know, we don't know everybody, they might need... Yeah stuff pressed yeah i mean i imagine like if you've got creases in clothing this will get the fuck out of them i mean i struggle to imagine how a a crease could remain at that point right so that is uh industrial presses dot lol dot net dot gov dot un and you can get free shipping on any industrial pneumatic press over 60 grand ah what a Deal? What 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 is the saving there? Industrial presses dot lol dot net dot gov dot un code is QMPS one two seven. One two seven. People will need that, I guess. The thing. Might need it. Might need it. End of the code. I mean it'd be no good if I told them about the sponsor and the thing and then didn't not the code. code. Right? That's the essential bit of this thing. Uh, yeah, head on over there and uh, enjoy flat things, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. 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 So, uh, you know how uh, the other week we uh, released that game and uh, some people were all upset about some of the content in it? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was fine. I know. I, as a cis straight white dude, I thought that was fine. I, as a cis straight white dude, thought it was alright as well, but... Uh, I mean, and I am the authority on all things. I know, we are both the authority on all right. things. That's why right. we are the executives here. Exactly. Yeah, no, I don't see any minorities being the executives here. Right. Yeah. I don't see anyone else being the executives here. No, just us. Yeah. we're the least. Yeah. Yeah. This is where my dad put me and his dad before him. And my dad before him and his dad before him. Right. Exactly. So, some people have complained that maybe some of the minority characters that we put in were a little bit 
offensive and not accurate to how those groups tend to be and harmfully perpetuating stereotypes. Hey, hey, it's representation that counts, right? Exactly. We put representation in our games. Yeah, it doesn't matter if we represent them as being terrible, horrible, evil people. Right. We represented them. Absolutely. But, you know, what What? what more do they want? I, I mean, I have no idea, but I, I guess... Some people have been thinking about possible options. Yeah. Maybe fixing the thing? That yeah. sounds expensive. Though. I know, well that's the thing, is I've seen the list of the stuff they want changed, and it's a lot of stuff, yeah. and that's gonna be expensive. Like, I don't want to have to pay for another voice actor, I don't want to have to... I really don't want to have to pay for any work. Have we considered, considered a solemn JPEG? Oh, we did the solemn JPEG, but they're expecting us to follow up on the solemn JPEG. What? I I mean, what do these people want? Well, I got an idea. I think I know how we're going to work around this. So what we're going to do is we're going to put out another solemn JPEG that says, ah, we fixed it. Right. And we're not actually going to fix it. Because here's the thing. The people who are upset by this. Right. They've already played through it and been like, ah, oh, I didn't like that. I don't want to play it. Yeah, they won't you know? be coming back. Yeah, they're not going to replay it to see that we actually changed it. You know? And the people... And you we've know, already got yeah, their money. Exactly. And I'm sure that the people that were like, I'm not going to pick it up because it's offensive will go, oh, I'm still not going to pick it up because it was offensive at one point and I don't want to reward that. But everybody else who just wants yeah, you know, to play gonna, the game and feel yeah, fine. They aren't going to care that nothing's changed because they, they didn't notice anything in the first place. You are a Fucking genius. I know. So, <gasps> what has slithered into your ear meets? Oh, it's been another week of working, 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 and as such, I've not listened to much new. Um, I, because of that Nintendo Direct Mini, I have been listening on loop to the uh, Cadence of Hyrule soundtrack. Mm-hmm. There's lots of nice... Um, Guitar, like electric guitar led remixes of classic Zelda music. A lot of a lot of that has been filling up my week. What about you? What have you been listening to? I've listened to quite a lot of happy hardcore. Yeah. I think it was just the weather. And yeah. I fancied a bit of a change. Yeah. It was like, what have I got in the way of happy hardcore? Um Fantasy World, which is a like a real classic. Uh Party Time, I think that's a Scott Brown track. Uh, you are my sunshine. The Happy Hardcore remix. Oh. Uh, Ninety Nine Red Balloons. Happy Hardcore remix. Oh. Uh, died in your arms tonight. Oh. Uh, Hardcore feelings, which has just the worst lyrics in the world. Yeah, it's helped me realise that a lot of old Happy Hardcore tracks, just like lots of sampling in the backgrounds. Like mm. maybe you'll have like a keyboard somewhere in there that is your own melody. Most of the rest of the stuff will be some kind of sampled. And then you'll just get a random female vocalist to sing words that have almost no meaning. Okay. <laughs> or like songs to a, like a, a classic pop song that they've just mm. cranked up the speed on. So it's kind of chipmunky. It's, uh, yeah, lots lots of 16 bar loops. <laughs> I, I'm just analysing music at this point, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, I tried listening to the Adventures on Graduation again. Um, I keep trying, thinking maybe this will be the time that I'll click with it. Um, I want to enjoy it. Same. I like the the ideas of the characters and the setting. Mm -hmm. Um, I realised after not too long that this was definitely the wrong week for me to try it again, because it... The opening episodes of Graduation have so many characters introduced and so many settings and so many things and so much to keep track of mm. 
that you really need to be focusing like 110% on it. And this was not the week for me to do that. No. Um, I could, once again, I tried and just couldn't quite keep up with it. I'm really bad at picking up on like who's like large groups of people's names anyway, like yeah. IRL. So generally my attitude with video games when they're introducing tons of people to me are eventually I'll probably hear back and mm. it's it works well with podcasts too. Eventually that person will turn back up again and I either will or will not know who they are and I'll have to hope that I get it from context. Yeah. It, Which it's... isn't great if they need like a twist or something, but... Yeah, I... I found that graduation, I kind of find the same way as the, the one. There were many problems I had with uh, Game <laughs> of Thrones, but it was it was an issue I had with Game of Thrones when I was trying to watch that at one point, which is I constantly felt like I needed a wiki open to read up on who a character was. Like every time a name was mentioned, I was like, okay, let me fucking pull their page up. Who's that again? Oh, I, I gave up on all of that. Mind you, I didn't watch it all the way through to the end. But it was always a case of, eventually someone will be mentioned enough times I'll realise which one they're talking about. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I, think, I think I know which one Tyrion is. He, he's, the, he's the small one. He drinks and he knows things. Yes, he drinks that and guy. he knows things. Um, yes. And uh, Daenerys is the one with the dragons. Yes. And, and that, Joffrey is the, the, the arsehole teenager. Uh, the, yeah, the edgy teenager. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, see, all of these things eventually sort of stuck with me. Yeah. Eventually. I didn't really feel any great need to remember them in the first few episodes. Yeah. It's the way TV works. Eventually somebody will be like, you there, your name. Cool. No one knows who that person is. Yeah. So I, I, I'm sure at some point I will listen to Graduation. I'll get over that initial hump and I will know who everyone is and I will enjoy it. I keep coming back to it because I, I enjoyed uh, Balance mm. and Amnesty both so much. Mm. That I really want to get into this, and it just, it it just isn't happening yet. But I'll report back next time I try it, and we'll see. I think it helped with balance that I came in so close to the end that by the time I'd watched all the way through, I had time to listen all the way through again. Yeah, to understand all the things that I'd missed the first time. Yeah, this is kind of the thing here. I think I think what I'll probably do with graduation is wait until it is, like, a good percentage of the way towards its end Mm -hmm. before I try and just binge it over a weekend or something. Yeah, I think that's probably what I'm going to have to do. Um, With um, Amnesty, a lot of the time I didn't know what was going on week to week, so I just kept giving up, leaving it, like, a couple of months and listening to all all the episodes in one go. Maybe at some point we'll have a weekend where we listen and at any point where one of us doesn't know what's going on or who's who we can ask the other one and hopefully between us we'll remember enough of who's who maybe we can maybe make it work maybe because as I remember wherever I got up to which I think was like maybe episode six or seven some sort of intrigue had just happened yeah like I'm curious to know what this is about maybe at some point we'll give it a go together maybe when they're closer to the end yeah what about you what have you been listening to anything else no that's pretty much it well then Time for this. Time for this. What's wrong, kitty cat? No fussings. 
I mean, I'm in the middle of working right now. I, I have to finish typing this report up. Oh, bad fussings. I, I, I have head booped you now. I see you head booping fussings. me. I see you head booping my hands that I'm using to type. Um, I... Oh, you're trying to... Yeah, if I would use nozzle to hand. <laughs> I, it's okay. I write words too, man. I got right in your, in your lap now. Now. And just... Just uh, uh, just push keyboard out of way. Look, I, I I will give you a scratch in a minute, but I just have to finish this email off. You are stepping all over the keyboard. I'm gonna pick you up and put you over here for just a second. Are you protesting? Are you on strike here? I mean, what are, what are your demands? Pets, fussing and a dreamy. Uh, can I offer you? Pets and fussings and one dreamy in five minutes. Okay, two dreamies. Two dreamies. And some fussing and some pet. One minute. Mm, 90 seconds. 30 seconds. Dreamies. Fussing at, at least three hours or until I get bored of you fussing. I mean, I can offer you like 20 minutes on break. I, if I, how about if I just start chuddling your thigh? <laughs> it's been 30 seconds time for fussing. <laughs> I mean, if you climb up on my shoulders and go like a scarf, fine. Klaus. <laughs> uh, now they're closing your titties. Okay, hi. Hey, hey kitty. Oh, right. Gosh. Another... Time for another sh- another shift in the hospital, is it? I'm so glad you're here. Uh, it's been quite a night. Right. What what patients we got tonight? It's, it's, seems seems chaotic in here already. Yeah, bed two has one of those... You know where the arm just flails randomly? Seem, yeah. Seems to be clipping against something. Don't know what. Yeah, there's nothing visible to see it clipping against. Yeah, it's, it's still just clipping. flailing like something out of Silent Hill or Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Okay, it's I know. Pr- really horrific. And really keep your face back because that can mm. really give you a slap if you're not careful. Yeah. Uh, there's a gentleman in bed five. He's got extensive bruising, bruising across 125% of his body. Don't ask uh, about the extra 25%. Is, uh, in turn? What? No, I, I don't uh, want to know. Yeah, apparently his car hit a small pebble and was catapulted about 300 feet, oh, feet in the air. Not another of those. Yeah, they happen it every fucking week at this point. It's the fourth time this week. Yeah. Uh, right, okay. Bed seven. Uh, we got a person who's just chugging. Oh. Yeah, they're just moving like one frame a second because apparently their save file's too large. Oh no! We did... have got a, a save file XME uh, organized. Oh. Did they but... do that thing where they left the doors open and didn't close the doors behind them, and now their save file has to say every door, like every individual door that's open? Yeah, all of the states for that. Then you've also got the fact that they've just been leaving auto save on, so oh. the save has just got bigger and bigger and bigger, yeah. and now now they're just chugging. Oh no. Okay, next up, uh, we've got uh, oh, a woman in bed 10. She just ke- periodically falls out of the sky. She'll be in bed one minute and then she'll just drop from the ceiling. Oh. Yeah, don't. don't that's don't that's, that's, that's a new one. That's a new one. Yeah, oh. yeah. And, and it, on a similar vein, I think we might have, there might be something going around. 
in the bed right up the end there, we've got um, this person. They're just floating 15 feet in the air, but kind of reacting like they're standing on the ground. Yeah, I can see their the the walk. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah the floor definitely is... doing all the movement for walking above where the floor is, but just just fifteen feet just, up, just just up. Oh, never a quiet night in Bethesda Hospital. Yeah. Question time. It's time for questions. What's the questions? Uh, drop. Hi, drop. Hi. We'd like to know what's your favorite book of all time. Oh, oh, favorite book. It would probably be one of the series of unfortunate events books. I still enjoy, like, remember them very fondly. Um, the one that jumps to mind is the Ursatz Elevator. I, I can't tell you why. I just very much, I remember that one very fondly. Uh, yeah. what, what about you? Um, oh, mine is a book called Dark Toys and Consumer Goods by uh, Lawrence Steig. Yeah. It's uh, a searing book about capitalism. Ah. Uh, it's a bunch of hor- loosely connected horror stories about rampant capitalism. So, I mean... <laughs> so the first story is set in a multi-story car park around yeah. a shopping mall. Where this mum and her two kids, they've just moved into the area because a husband got a transfer at work, yeah. which means they can live in a much nicer area. There's mm. a whole shopping mall and everything, Ooh. but they haven't got any food in or anything really in the house and the movers aren't coming until like a couple mm. of days. So she's like, I'll take the kids to the mall, I'll grab some food, we'll head home, have dinner and then rest because it's been a long day. And they get there, and the car park is full of just dusty cars, like crammed full of dusty cars. Mm. And they drive up and up and up, and as they get further and further up, they find the cars are less dusty. Mm. So they park up when they finally find a space in the area of less dusty cars, and they go into the shopping mall, and it appears to go infinitely up forever. And it's full of... Like horrifying announcements, like "Hey, if you haven't got any money, we've got a whole range of credit you can get on the tenth floor, <laughs> or the hundredth floor, it might be. Just head on up, and we'll give you a, ra- a range of credit. Cool. We're having uh, a-, a sale over here at Antrobus Electronics, and there's people literally like Black Fridaying over there. Gotta have the thing, like shop, like shopping trolleys full of things." Uh, and there's all this sort of weird light music and basically she starts having a panic attack because it's all too much. So she tries to go up to the top floor to see if she can find out like what's going on and from the top you can see the ceiling of the thing but it appears to go infinitely down forever. This and sounds great but very intense. It's very intense. So they go back to where they came in yeah. get back in the car and start driving around the car park. It's like, well the car park's only like a hundred stories, that's fine. And they get to a hundred, and it's it's all been a bit much, and without even noticing they're back on floor one. And the the, the like the store the, the mall radio is playing it on the car stereo, it's the only channel they can get. Oh. And it's really soothing. And if they get tired of driving around in circles, they can just go in the shopping mall. After all, it's always open. Like you later on find out the whole reason for that is that when you move to a new area, you have to do community service at one of the malls as a consumer. Oh, like this book is horrifying. Yeah, it's 
We picked very different books. I, I got a copy of it when I yeah. was about 13, and I was like, this is brilliant. You've, you've, told, you've told me about it before, and my my thought remains, that sounds amazing. It sounds like a lot, and I don't know to if real. I'm in the mood for to it. Real. Yep. Yeah, it's it's wonderfully horrifying young adult fiction. Yeah. Where somebody turns into a credit card. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, Jürgen Van McFurde asks, how much of your skits are planned slash scripted, and how much of it is impromptu? Um, it depends on the skit. On on the day, we usually come up with the bullet point three each of like, here's here's our three things, and usually I I would say probably two thirds, maybe three quarters of our skits are here is the general overview premise in a couple of sentences, and we wing it from there. Pretty much, yeah. Um, like, this week, I know there's one where I've bullet-pointed out, like, there's gonna be, like, four sections of a thing, and I've bullet-pointed out what those are gonna be, but we'll... Like, we never... Squ- well, uh, We some- tend not... I, I, I script some of them, like the, um... Nakey, blakey, yeah. cakey, bakey. Yeah, uh, ones where, like, wordplay is important, yes. or, like... Uh, typically ones that are like monologue-y, uh, like one one person doing a let me read my script thing. It, it tends to be sort of how we think of them at the time. Yeah. So sometimes it's like, hey, this would be fun if we... Because very often things like electronic active softworks are, here's the bullshit thing that happened in the industry this week. Yes. Let's pretend to be the evil bastards that do that. Yeah. I, I think most things we can just go, here is the general premise, but sometimes... In the planning, it's like, I know there are specific beats I want to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking back at last week's. Um, last week's was one of the more scripted. Yeah. Um, the yeah. He- Thesda Hospital is one I came up with in bed. Oh, yes. I was like, oh, yeah, just horrifying things that happen in Bethesda games. Yeah. And again, you sort, of, yeah, you sort of bullet pointed what the things were going to be. Yeah. Uh, the Mind Your Business Game Show. Like I outlined the concept of that, yeah. But like all the all the the words in it were, and and, and sort of basically what the punchline was going to be. Yeah. So we you put the punchline in there, so I knew what I had to work towards. Yeah. Um, the sponsors tend to be like, what is something we've seen advertised, or yeah. how will we fuck this up? Mm. Um, Social Justice Warriors isn't really a skit. Yeah, Social Justice Warriors is usually, here is the thing that happened in the world, let's talk about that. Yeah. It's usually not scripted particularly. Uh, you you pretty much wrote out the love letter from last week. Oh yeah, yeah, We I, I wasn't sure how to end it. You didn't but have I, a good ending, but I dramatically I, read it in a doorway. Yeah, that's the thing, like, I, I wrote it, like, pretty much the full script for it and was like, I, I have this, this. I have this much. <laughs> I feel like there's something here. How do we do this? And then you sort of improv the the voice and the ending. Oh and... my darling! Yes, but that was one that was largely mm. scripted. Yeah. Um. So it very much depends on the week. Yeah. Sometimes it's just six skits bulleted out as two lines each. Yeah. You you get a gist, and sometimes you'll sit there going, "What is this joke?" Yeah. Sometimes I don't know what the joke is when we start the skit. <laughs> I, like, to use a classic example, I think, from, like, episode four or five, uh, Glorious Meat Broom. Do you remember this? <laughs> yes. And I'm just sitting there going, Glorious Meat Broom! Buy the Glorious Meat Broom! And you were like, and, uh, uh, and why do I want to do this? <laughs> how else will you win the sweepstake? Yeah, that's that's the thing, occasionally. You'll, you'll put, like, not the punchline, but you'll put, like, 
a phrase and you'll just leave me dangling to work out where we're going. Like, sometimes I will be as lost during the skit as the listener. That is that is very much your style more than mine. I, it, it's because I get to pun you real hard. Oh no, it's great. I, I don't disagree. It's great. Stop for pun. Next question. The question that is next. Um, Samuel West asks, what is your favourite flavour of cream cheese? Uh, none. I'm not a fan of cream cheese. Or cheese full stop. Really. Yeah, any variety. Or cream. Sh- cream or cheese. I'm not a dairy person. I'm not an imitation dairy person. No. Ice You're cream is the... Person. No, Made no. of meat. Oh, oh, well, I suppose. Uh, ice cream is the one dairy or dairy substitute thing I enjoy. Otherwise, mm-hmm. no thanks. No, thank you. Um, I, I mean, garlic and herb is a classic. I love garlic chilli. Mm. Garlic herb and chilli. Um, smoked. smoked. Smoked cream cheese is also good. Mm, I just love cheese. <laughs> you love cheese? I love cheese. I am, in fact, an imitation cheese person. <laughs> About and everything. Uh, oh, stri- I've, a name I've never heard before. Becky... Asks, why isn't Sleepy Bitch Juice a mainstream product? Energy drinks are, and that's basically Wakey Bitch Juice. I mean, in America they have melanin. Hi everyone, Jane from the future here. I'm doing the edit. I've just noticed we said melanin, and we meant melatonin. Apologies. Melatonin, the Sleepy Bitch Juice you can buy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you can get melanin drinks in America, like... I, I remember the last time I took a flight from LA to London, um, I bought like two little uh, like five hour energy size things of melanin drink in in the airport. I uh, drank both of them uh, just before takeoff, fell asleep during takeoff and woke up uh, as we were landing. It was great. Sleepy Bitch Juice, now yeah. available in America. So yeah, in America you can get Sleepy Bitch Juice. Um, Although I hear that you could, like, it's not something you can do reliably a lot. Oh no, you shouldn't do, like, you know, have it all the time. But if you're in a situation of, I desperately need to tell my body, hey, here's some sleepy chemicals, the chemicals that tell you it's time for bed, please go the fuck to bed. Mm. It will give you a restful night's sleep here and there. Um, that's the thing, is it It doesn't feel like, it's not like it's knocked you out, it just told your brain, hey, you're tired. Which <laughs> oh, uh, is good. It is, yeah. Tricky asks, uh, our storytelling abilities have been the key to our evolution as a species as well as the rise and fall of civilizations. What's the most philosophical thought you've had on video games? Uh, oh, hmm. That Ubisoft should stop covering up rape cases and sexual predators. Oh, indeed, yeah. Yeah, that's a very good philosophical thought right there. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, I can't think of one, but that's a very important I mean, right I now. mean, now that you've said that, that's all I can think of. Ubisoft should really stop... Uh, Really stop. Yeah, trying trying to cover up all of the the uh, the the allegations of rape and sexual assault within or their company. It under the carpet. Yeah, or thinking that they can ignore it by just sacking a few people. Well, not even sacking a few people, letting people resign of their own accord. Coincidentally, at the same time, they're being accused of things. Fancy mm. 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 Wookie asks best horrendous seventies style party dish. Oh, oh. Cheese and pineapple hedgehog? I don't know that I've ever experienced that being a thing. 
So you take half a, a, a pineapple. Yeah, I, I, I can tell what you, what you probably do. I can guess. I didn't know that was a thing people did. Oh, it was very popular. It was the height of sophistication. You go to a party, it's like, what's that? Oh, it's half a pineapple with a bunch of cubes of cheese and pineapple stuck on cocktail sticks. Um, I don't know what what my answer was going to be to that, but it's been knocked out of me by the (laughs) knowledge of the cheese and pineapple hedgehog. Also, casseroles were a real big thing in the 70s and 80s. Yeah, anything that was layered was a big thing. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, layered desserts. Like, you'd have the dessert that had the lady fingers at the bottom, and then you'd have, like, custard, you'd have jelly. Basically you'd have... a trifle. Yeah, you're sort of trifle-esque. The homemade tiramisu, that as somebody who has eaten modern tiramisu versus yeah. 70s Britain tiramisu... <laughs> Oh, sorry, 80s to, uh, Britain tiramisu. Just no, it's it's not what it's not whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> it's like half a cup of weak coffee part poured over some of those things you sometimes get in a trifle. Yeah, and and with a bit of squirty cream and some grated chocolate over the top. That's not a tiramisu. <laughs> uh, uh, the 80s had some weird foods. Yeah, definitely casserole was a weird one. Yeah, so what's the thing you don't have to think about? Is probably going to be a bit dull and stodgy. Well, Britain's answer to that is a casserole. Yeah. We've all got the same fucking casserole dishes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Callum asks, Hi, Callum Turner. How are you doing? Hi. Uh, in the spirit of Devolver, De- Devolver Digital's My Uncle, who works at Nintendo, are there any other playground rumours slash children's lie characters that you would like to see show up in future events? Um, side note. Um, this isn't quite the question that was asked, but I do have a my uncle who works at Nintendo story that I overheard on a train once, and I think it's the appropriate answer to this question. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was on a train, and there is a group of children, couldn't be more than like eight or nine years old, clearly on a school trip or something, they're all in uniform, they had their teacher with them, and... One of the kids, I just sat there for a good 20 minutes listening to this kid tell all his friends about how, I don't know if it's uncle who worked at Nintendo or his dad who worked in it, his relative who worked at Nintendo, uh, was talking about how, uh, have you heard, Minecraft 2 is coming, and it's set in space, and you've got jetpacks, and... You so can, space and there's time. You can time travel, and like just coming up with this bullshit list of like features that Minecraft Two was gonna have, and all of these kids were fucking enraptured. Like, oh my god, I can't believe you know this. And I just sat there like, ah, oh, this is great, kid. <laughs> kid, you can weave quite the story. Oh, I was, I was sat there like, hey, kid, if it turns out that your dad does actually work at Nintendo. I've passed up a real fucking scoop by not reporting <laughs> on you. Um, I think for me it was always like, oh, I'd always heard like, oh, my friend's brother. Oh, yeah, okay. my friend's brother managed to like get Reptile as a playable character. Oh, my yes. My friend's brother like, yes. managed to get Air Mac in, in the original yeah. Mortal Kombat. The, the friend's brother always knew all the cheats and all knows the, all the, the cheats, unlocks. Knows all yeah. the combos, yeah. all the unlocks. Yeah, exactly. All of the... Uh, like oh yeah, my friend's brother knows how to get to the uh, to the the light te- uh, the uh, the light temple in Ocarina of Time Absolutely, at the end 100%. where you get the Triforce. Been to the unicorn fountain. Yeah, the unicorn fountain. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Yeah, it was someone's friend's brother. See, here's the thing. The reason I always believed the my friend's brother stories is my actual brother 
managed to get me Pokemon that ran on a floppy disk in an emulator. So I was like, oh yeah, brothers can fucking do anything. They know they, they know how to video games. They do know how to video games. Yeah. I think my first original copy of uh, on a five and a quarter inch disc of Lemmings <laughs> was from a friend's brother, yeah. actually. I mean, that, that Pokemon on a floppy disk uh, wouldn't go past Viridian Forest, but like, still, my brother, my brother who knows about video games. Mm-hmm. Dr. Plushington Snugglesworth X Esquire. Oh, look at his little glasses. Oh, that's adorable. Uh, if you were to summon, if I were to summon you as an attack in an, a JRPG, what would you look like, and what kind of damage would you do? I would look very tired out, and I'd be like, "Oh, oh, I gotta get back to work. Gotta get back to work." And I would very frantically attack the the enemy like as quickly as possible. I just, I'd sprint right through them because I had to get back to work. I, I quite like the idea that you'd be like the um, characters from Typing of the Dead. <laughs> you'd have like the big backpack on and like a, a sort of like waist high mounted keyboards. I'm just there. And right, just be like, I'm writing a review of why they, they need to be defeated. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, I imagine, I mean, it's JRPG, so I can have really funky hair. Yeah. So like just my hair just on top, just exploded uh wearing like all of the colors yeah some really loose fitting pants and just like doing poi at them yeah just ultrasonic battering damage that's wonderful i i very much approve of this mm-hmm. uh maggie j evans asks do you think nintendo still stick to a five-year console cycle and will release the switch's successor in 2022 the switch is still selling incredibly well and is running well enough to handle a lot of like current stuff still uh, for ports. I feel like Nintendo's the kind of company that isn't going to look at replacing the Switch until the Switch isn't doing well. Like it's yeah. I mean, given that like they've been saying that this is like the best console for them. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they want to risk that by trying the next thing in case they get it wrong. I think it very much depends how badly they fuck up their storefront in the next few years. I I don't even think that. Like I I I think the biggest question is going to be how scalable are next gen games. Because, like, I, I think Nintendo's got another... Th- uh, Microsoft have already said for th- at least the first couple of years of next-gen, uh, all of their stuff's going to be available on Xbox One as well, mm-hmm. which means that, like, I suspect the first two to three years of next-gen consoles are going to be built to be scalable so that they can run on older hardware, yeah. which means Switch ports aren't out of the question. Mm. Once we move past that, eh, maybe Nintendo feels some pressure, but, again, for now... The Switch is selling incredibly well and showing no signs of slowing and everyone fucking loves it, so keep doing the Switch, I guess. Maybe if they could fix the Joy-Con drift, that'd be great. Ah, Switch 2, this time the Joy-Cons work. I mean, that'd be fucking selling point for me. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think, like, timeline-wise, the more likely thing we'll see in the next two years is, like, the Switch Pro or the Switch, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Or the Switch XL. Yeah, we'll see some additional model of the Switch mm. rather than seeing a complete replacement. Oh, Switch XL. Yeah. Size of a tablet. <laughs> real, real, like, proper adult hand-sized controls. That, that'd be quite a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, Probably we should... weigh a decent amount, but... <laughs> Probably. I would be very ready for that. <laughs> it runs native 1080p out of docked mode. Nice. Nice. And it's all the questions. <gasps> Well then, time for this. Time for this. 
Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social Justice Warriors. Social Justice Warriors. Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Barry. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. I've just checked. I think I've got enough drink to get through this skit. Oh, that's always useful. I believe I also have enough drink to get through this skit. Yeah, so I think we're going to be fine. Cheers. Virtual cheers. Virtual man. cheers. Yeah. Don't want to make any sound. That would suggest an in-person cheers. Indeed. And, and, and we haven't been anywhere near each other in months. So, indeed, uh, indeed. Yes. Um, You've been up to much. Oh, you know, just doom scrolling Twitter, you know how it is. Yeah, you know, gotta get all the hate and suffering in through my eyeballs. Yeah, I've been I've been rather obsessively reading about all of the uh, the various things going on at that video game company that uh, had a lot of executives accused of many many crimes. Yeah, that, you know that on top of the. The COVID, the government ineptitude, yeah. the NHS being sold off, uh, and mm. just the, the continuing protest, protests in America that are getting less and less, uh, you know, f- footage of them shown. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I was thinking about that 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 company with the execs getting accused of all the things because it was it, yeah. it, it it showed a good example of a thing that is a bigger problem, I think, which is uh, executives that are accused of crimes never really having to face any actual consequences. For that yeah i mean i know that it, uh you know it's, it's not really up to the the companies themselves to be arresting them no no but, i'm uh, sure the companies would love the right to be able to just randomly arrest people god yeah but that is the thing like it was all too often you see um people in those positions allowed to voluntarily step down from their positions rather than actually being fired and I know that sounds like a very, you know, um, splitting hairs difference to make, but it makes a big difference in a lot of regards, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think to a future employer, it looks very different. If you can always be able to say, well, you know, I stepped away from the job, it it wasn't for me. Apparently, they weren't going to let me get away with sexual assault anymore. Yeah, maybe you'll be different, though. Right. But that's it. It's You get to avoid headlines that say you were fired. Uh, You you get to, to some degree, uh, avoid admitting wrongdoing. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, I, I wasn't fired. I not, the, the company did not say I did anything wrong. I chose to leave. But on top of that, it often has a financial component as well, because if someone is fired, they're often not entitled to, you know... Uh, Various be- severance yeah, benefits. Yeah, severance or... benefits, things like that. But if someone uh, steps down, if they leave the company voluntarily... There's usually money involved in leaving the company when you're an executive at that stage. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, while I do remember the t- a time when it was very, you know, if a politician got caught doing something wrong, the thing was that they resigned their position. Yeah. And that was considerable, considered the honourable thing to do, accepting yeah. you have done a wrong thing and, you know, making amends. Yeah. But they haven't really accepted they've done anything wrong. They've just gone... Oh, uh, yeah, I'm just going to flip my collar yeah. up, pull my, my iconic hat down and, and just try and get out of here yeah. well, before anyone knows. And also, the big shift that seems to have happened is that um, where it used to be, uh, I have done something wrong and I will resign, and that used to be an admittance, now it's more... Uh, sh- I'm not yeah. just off now, Bob. I'm just off. Yeah, and often it is... Because the whole point of the honourable resignation is I'm not going to stick around to be forced out. I will I will leave. And that but, usually comes with some sort of like yeah. press announcement of, oh, exactly. I did a bad thing. But if you look at a lot of these companies like that that one, we, that video game one at the moment, yeah. um, you saw how many people voluntarily resigned at the exact same time. That's not voluntary resignation. That's the company is firing you but has told you, okay, well, we're going to fire you all, but like... Say you're leaving so that we can pay you still. Yeah, like, we'll give you we'll give you that last month's pay. We'll give you yeah. various packages. We'll let you uh, you know deal with your your 
your shares you can deal with in your own time. Don't worry yeah. about that. Exactly. And then on top of that, like, there's also part of it that rolls into... Uh, like that particular company, that video game company at the moment, has started a big internal review to to try and find, you know, evidence of wrongdoing. And it's Shouldn't very difficult. Well, here's the thing. It's mighty convenient that if all the people who need investigating step down from the company, then suddenly, well, they're not an employee of the company. We don't need to investigate them. They step down. They're... Exactly. Well, the, you know, if none of the people that did any wrong are here, then surely yeah. the company has done no wrong. Exactly. Uh, no current employee of the company has been found guilty of any wrongdoing because they Therefore, all stepped down is fine in they all stepped down just before we did the investigation and yeah we're sorry such, you felt that yeah, there was a problem and our investigation won't up, uh, you know turn over any legal evidence that would lead to them getting arrested because we didn't investigate them because they all left exactly and you know, you know had all of their files deleted exactly you know they had the ability to go through and do that rather than being kicked out yeah it's uh it certainly is a cycle, but it feels like every time it comes around, it is getting a lot more vocal now. I yeah. mean, maybe it's the circles I'm moving, but like, I feel like the the firstly the fact that these things go round in circles. Yeah. Like we've we've heard accusations from various companies, and sometimes the same companies come up again, yeah. the same people come up again, and you know, it feels like every time there is a much bigger outcry oh. from within the industry, even if the actual gamers TM. Oh, the worst fucking people for being like, just one play game. Stop, stop yeah. complaining about all the abuse. Well, I hope you're right. I hope Because so. things do need to improve. Definitely. And I hope being louder really helps and, and gets, gets some fucking justice for people. Because there's not enough of that in the world yeah. right now. Right. Virtual hug. Virtual hug. <sighs> Oh, good hug, mate. Good hug. Good hug. Good hug. Right, I think I'm going to pop the kettle on and have myself a nice cup of tea. I think separately I will also go do that thing. Nice. Oh, good nice. Evening. Nice. Yeah, you too, mate. So long. Yeah. Sleepy bun bun. Where can we find you on, 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 on the I am a sleepy bun bun. Um, you can find me at Laura K. Buzz in all the places. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. LauraKBuzz.com. Um, every Friday I post an episode of Accessibility, which is a show on YouTube where I talk about the video game industry, accessibility, representation, all that sort of stuff. Uh, this week's episode, I think, is the one where I talk about Pokemon Go and all of the disability features they added when COVID started and then, you know, are going to roll back as soon as everyone's allowed back into, into the world. And they probably shouldn't do that because disabled people have been asking for these features for fucking years. Um, other than that, I've got some books. There is Uncomfortable Labels. It's about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum. And it is available now where books are sold or as an audiobook on laurakbuzzstore.com. There is Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is coming out on February 4th, 2021, because this year delayed everything. Everything. Uh, and then hopefully next summer we've got Gender Euphoria coming out, which is an anthology of positive, good, nice stories from non-cisgender people. I would love some Gender Euphoria. Yeah, you you, you in that book. I'm in that book. You've done some words for that book. Yeah, I, 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 I bought a copy, so I get my name in the, in the book. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, also your name <laughs> will be in the book, but um, your name will also be at the back of the book. Yeah. It'll be in the book twice. Double book. Double book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I've got a podcast that's Pixel Squirt, where I talk about video game character pornography with Mari and Stacey from Geek Remix. There's Podquisition, where I talk about whether your favourite video games are great or perfect, and how Ubisoft keeps not acknowledging uh, allegations of rape and sexual assault company-wide rampantly within their company. Uh, and there's Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons & Dragons real-play podcast. I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. They're all self-contained stories. We're currently doing a season that is uh, post-apocalypse road trip, uh, which has been quite interesting. I'm also on another podcast with you, Jane. Yep. One that isn't Quips. No. And it's it's one that we do together. It is. Do you want to tell people about that? And the other things you do? Well, um, as you know, Queer and Pleasant Strangers is kind of a thing that we do in the moment. And so if you like the, the humory bits that we do, the skits, but like you're like, that game is so old now. I know their thoughts on that game. I just want to enjoy the humorous bits. We do Queer and Pleasant Skittisodes now. Yeah. It's basically going back from the beginning, from the very first episode, carefully plucking out all of the skits and putting them together as like a 15 to 20 minute. Oop. Just here are the jokes. Do you want to hear the jokes here's, from here is two us, years ago? Here's us being silly a couple of years ago. Yeah. So they're going out every Wednesday on my channel. Yeah. And on my Sounded Cloud. I have a Sounded Cloud. Yeah. But you can also hear Polyamory, which is another thing you and I did together. That's the thing I was alluding to before. With that Becky Two Hill and Ooh. that Nick Flair. And 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 we do yeah fifth edition Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons real play podcast with questionable morals. <laughs> I mean, isn't that how most D and D goes? Yeah, that was very specifically aimed that way. We we we've we've recorded many 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 episodes, mm -hmm. which means that I can cryptically allude to things you won't know about for a very long time. Indeed, such as. A very snazzy hat. A very snazzy hat that was supposed yeah. to be in the season one, but we didn't quite make it there. I think we recorded and then that that, that might be the episode. episode. Yeah, the lost episode. But uh, yeah, there's a very snazzy hat. A snazzy hat. Like next year you'll get to hear about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also make t-shirts. They're available on my Redbubble uh, with examples like uh, Wealth Inequality Solutions. It's got a guillotine on it. <laughs> uh, what else have I got? I've, I, I, I do streaming on twitch.tv slash janiac. I've got a Patreon. That's the one that pays my bills for as little as a dollar a month. You can help me justify a 70-hour work week. Yeah. Yay. Maybe even help me like change my work-life balance. That'd be lovely. Wouldn't it just? Uh, yeah, all of my stuff can basically be found at uh, streamerlinks.com slash janiac. That's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Yeah. Hello, oh, thank you very much for joining us. Laura? Yeah? Will you sing us out, darling? Until next time, be a stranger. Mm -hmm.